Hello, you're listening to the Mermaid Podcast, and I'm your host, Laura Von Holt, the fairy box mother of Cinderly. Hi, our friends. I'm coming to you today with a very special crossover episode. Some of you know that I am also an author, and I co-founded a group for female creative entrepreneurs called HBIC Nation. I founded that group with a bunch of my writer friends, and we also have a Facebook group, a website, and a podcast called the HBIC Nation Podcast. We're doing something a little bit different on that podcast this month because uh, a lot of us belong to a professional writers organization called the Romance Writers of America, and they have a national conference, which this year will be in New York, and it turns out that a bunch of us will be presenting on panels at that conference because we're very fancy and professional, and so we thought it would be fun to give a little bit of previews of our panels uh, for people who wouldn't be able to attend the conference or to get a sneak peek of what they might see at the conference. And one of the panels that I will be on is called Podcasting for Authors. And so I'm also going to be on that panel with my friend Lindsay Emery, who you might remember from one of the Mermaid podcast episodes um, about Lindsay's book, The Royal Runaway. So Lindsay and I are going to be on that panel with a couple of other very cool authors and podcasters. Um, The Faded Mates podcast is one of them, and the Wicked Wallflowers Club podcast is another one. Uh, So Lindsay and I got together and just gave a few of our secrets to podcasting. Um, And I wanted to post that episode over here on the Mermaid Podcast so that you could hear it in case you are interested in podcasting or want to start your own podcast or just want to know some behind the scenes. If you want to listen to the HBIC Nation podcast, you can find it on iTunes and Spotify or at HBICNation.com. And of course, I will have the links to everything on our website, mermaidpodcast.com. Enjoy. It's the Mermaid Podcast. We've got mermaids on the land and down below. Legs or fins, you will love our show. All the news that makes a splash is on the Mermaid Podcast. Oh my gosh, welcome to um, the first of what we are just we we're just talking about. We hope will be a series of mini-sodes on the HBIC Nation Podcast. Because all... Five of us who are members of RWA <laughs> will be presenting at RWA New York uh, at Nationals this summer, and uh, we all have workshops, and we thought it would be really fun to kind of give a le- everyone a little taste of what we're going to be talking about, and um, so you can come find us in New York if you're interested in learning more. So, Laura, what... You and I are going to be on a panel. Yeah, we're on a panel together. Also, the the people need to know that you're Lindsay Emery. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I'm awful at this. No, you're you're used to hosting your own podcast. You don't have to introduce yourself. I am. I am. It comes up with a little thing. Okay. Lesson number one about podcasting. Remember which podcast you're on. Yeah. Introduce yourself. So you're Lindsay Emery and I'm Laura Von Holt. And together we are on a, a panel at RWA in New York podcasting for authors yes perfecting the podcast i think that's the truth oh thank you the official words but we're gonna it's not just us it's going to also be jenny nordback of the wicked wallflowers Mm -hmm. and sarah mclean from faded mates you might also know yeah you might also know sarah she's written some books but yeah she's um, just written some books a couple but she is mainly known for her podcast now. I mean, I, for one, am obsessed with it and talk about it. So, yeah, <laughs> me, I'm like, oh, my God, me and Faded Mates together. <laughs> it's going to be good. Yeah. 
But so all of us are going to be talking about podcasting and podcasting for authors and, and giving our little um, quick hints, chick, tricks and tips, our best advice. And um, but you and I thought we would come and just do a little promo for it. But we would share our top five secrets about podcasting that we wish we'd known when we got started. Yes. And what I like about this, the panel that we're going to be on and the two of us is that we both have um, very different podcasts, even mm-hmm. though they have similar goals and intentions. So you have women with books, which is women with books. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, or no, we're really good at branding because mine is the mermaid podcast, which is about mermaids. <laughs> so it's easy to find us. <laughs> yes, we are all about the SEO. But you yeah. can kind of tell. Actually, that would be kind of an interesting conversation in, in New York Ooh, if anyone yeah. wants to get on it. But, you know, like you and I picked very straightforward SEO um, titles for our mm-hmm. podcast. And then um, Wicked Wallflowers and Faded Mates, they kind of went more um, figurative, but like more yeah. branded, right? Right. Like, and so branded um, and themed but not directly seo right because someone might not know if they're looking for a podcast on cressley cole's mortals after dark Mm. series that they need to look for faded mates right once they know that right that's you know like a great brand and if they Um, want to continue past reading immortals after dark then they still have their theme so yeah exactly good for them hopefully they will yeah um but anyway that's just a little side note yeah so what we and I, we, we kind of talked a little bit about our top five secrets. And you and I both came up with some, but I think mm-hmm. we're in agreement on these. So um, I was going to start with number five, which okay. is the thing that I wish I someone had told me when I got started podcasting two years ago now, was that there is a learning curve and it is okay to be on that learning curve. Yes. Um, I think... Of course, I tried to do as much work as possible beforehand. I tried to learn all my um, my systems and my editing software and technology and all that. I got all that. and um, But it takes you a while to figure out how to edit a podcast. It takes you a while to realize, oh, I need some scheduling software. Mm-hmm. Um, all these things come with time. And I wish someone had just taken me to the side and said, it's okay. You don't have to be perfect right off the bat. Correct. Yeah, there is definitely a learning curve. And I I think I felt as I was trying to prepare for it that I was holding myself to a standard of – I listened to so many podcasts that I was trying to hold myself to a standard of like an NPR podcast. And so I was like desperately trying to learn how to edit. And um, I mean I wanted everything to look good, but um, I also realized pretty quickly that if I – if myself as a solo operation tried to hold myself to that same standard, then I would only put out one episode and never again. <laughs> so I think that relates to something we're going to talk about later. But um, yeah, the learning curve was steep, which um, was intimidating at some points. But then now that I know it, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's super easy. It's just X, Y, Z. You learn it and then you know it. So they can't take that knowledge from you. I will say that you did intimidate me when you started your podcast because you. you had a jingle that was professionally written and recorded by Broadway stars. Yes. <laughs> You're right. You're right. See, I really was like, I had some standards. <laughs> and I was like, hey, guys, it's me. 
And see, it even took it took me so long to know I had to introduce myself. <laughs> well, that's funny because I I think I was like I knew you needed intro music, and for some reason, it did not really occur to me that you could find it on the internet and just download it. And so I was like, I must invent it. <laughs> I think also I hadn't, I, now I know more about like royalty free music sites and stuff. And I just hit the only like nautical themed music I first found was just like, yo ho, yo ho. And I was like, no, 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 no. So then I have, but I have, but also that's another thing of like, I have, I was like, who do I know? What are my assets? And so I have friends who are professional performers. So I did barge into my friend's dressing room and be like, I wrote this lyric. Can you make it like, I kind of had a tune, but really I was like, I wrote the lyrics, will you make this a tune? And she just, like, sang it while her hair was getting curled. And then I was like, thanks, bye. But. Yeah. For the purposes of brand new podcasters, yeah. you do not have to barge into Broadway dressing rooms. Yeah. <laughs> well, the whole the whole reason we have a podcasting guide, which we made because we both realized that, like, we had – there's a lot of – there's a lot of – um information and resources when you start but we kind of wanted to streamline it into like the basic steps that were the most helpful um mm-hmm. so we so we do have a podcasting guide that can talk you through some of these initial stumbling blocks and we will put that link in the show notes we will all right number four um prepare yourself i wish someone had told you mm-hmm. to prepare yourself for stardom Yes. So this is, this is my tip because, um, I mean, I always start things thinking I'm going to be like super successful and famous. This is, true. Um, this is just, this is just how I operate. And it's how I, I psych myself it. up to start everything. It's like, oh, that's a great idea. Immediate fame. Um, but what I really mean by that is that of course I was like, now I'll have a podcast and I'll be cool. Um, but what I didn't think about it is, um, when you're the host of a podcast, um, People are kind of sometimes a little like, oh, you're like your own media conglomerate. And you're like, yes, yes, I am. Um, But once you have a podcast and you've been doing it for a while, because especially if you're interviewing guests or you're making connections in the podcasting world or in the specific field of interest that you're talking to, um, you know, so at this point now I've had it for two years and I've interviewed a bunch of different professional mermaids and I've met and connected online with a bunch of them. Um, and then I've gone to different conferences or Comic-Con and been like, hello, I'm the Mermaid Podcast. And they're like, oh, yes, please come interview us. And I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the other – so one of our friends, Alexandra Houghton, also of HBIC Nation, has um, been introducing me as the world's foremost mermaid expert, which at first I was like, that's so funny, ha, ha, ha. But then I realized I've I've been thinking about mermaids because I, I write – mermaid romances but i've been thinking about them because i'm also interested in the mythology at this point i've now spoken to like several of the other world's foremost experts on mermaiding industry mermaiding literature mermaiding history mermaiding mythology and i was like oh yeah i am actually now a qualified expert oh and i've been to mermaid camp twice so i have a certificate um so the the thing that i did not think about is that when you become interested in something and when you produce content about that it sets you up to be a thought leader and an expert and um i just think in general for women it's good to think of yourselves as an expert and to have um, that little bit of backup in as a voice in your head um because you are an expert if you've been thinking and talking and writing about something for so long um and 
while it was while it was like starting a podcast was because I was interested in it and because I wanted a marketing avenue. Um, the, I think one of the things that I feel the most proud about is that I picked something I liked and now I'm an expert in it. And that's, that's feels like, you know, almost as good as like a PhD. <laughs> right. But that's yeah. essentially it. You've essentially yeah. given yourself your own PhD. Right. And I took, and studies. I took a, an interest of mine seriously, you know, mm-hmm. I, it, cause I mean, I think for me, it's also a particular kind of like, kind of ridiculous and exciting thing to be like, I've, want to be a thought leader in my industry I pick mermaids as my industry <laughs> like, but but I picked it because if because it, you know interest is something that means something to you and and like mermaids and imagination and creativity matter to me so now I'm an expert in those things and I don't have to write myself off as just having like a little bit of a dreamer about mermaids it's like no, I am legitly qualified. <laughs> in right, this thing because it's it's not like your episodes have focused just on you know aerial singing and flipping braids around. It's it's you've had legitimate people who have talked about you know the connections between women's sexuality and fantasy and mm-hmm. the history of mythology, and so it is it is legit. Yeah, legit. it's le- legit. But you did not know that. Was when going I to win be, it. Yeah, when you win no. it. So that would be interesting. Yeah. All right. The next one, the thing, top number three number thing three. that I wish somebody had told me before I got into this podcasting thing was, you know nothing, Jon Snow. <laughs> yep. Which I, I, I think I've broached the subject a few times on my podcast. I, I just want people to know that how little I know. And it's not, this one doesn't go towards, I don't know how to edit or I don't know how to find royalty free music. Mm -hmm. It's that you really don't get any data in podcasting. It is like this, you get a little bit. They tell you roughly how many downloads you get. They tell Mm -hmm. you roughly at, on what day, but because this is global, because there are, they don't keep track on your phone that like 30 people in Dallas downloaded it on the state. Maybe they do. Maybe I don't know that yet. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. That's one reason why actually advertisers are having such a hard time with podcasters because they want data and there is no data in podcasting. Um, well, it's just not, it's just not, um, what's the word? Gen- aggregated, uh, um, enough. Right. And I think, um, I think we both use the hosting service Libsyn and I remember being a few months into it and then and then they were like, actually, we've just changed the definition of what counts as a download. So here are your downloads stats prior to this date and now they are this. And it was like, you can do that? <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, so people are always like, what's your downloads? What is your sub- subscriber count? And they want all of this data. And also like, what's your demographic? And, and there are things you can do to get a guess at those things, but it's considering the amount of like data that Facebook and like anybody else has on us, it's really amazing to know like how people like they can tell that someone downloaded it to their phone and you think, you know how much they listen to it, but you're not totally sure. And even like Apple doesn't really know. No, they're trying, they have a beta testing thing for stats, but it's still, wow. I mean, people could be opening up your podcast over and over again, just to listen to the jingle at the beginning. I I think that they are. Um, (laughs) That is a really catchy song. I want to listen to that a hundred times. And I think we're going to get into this in our panel and stuff. But one of the reasons we bring that up is because 
you know, in this like data driven world, people want to know these stats and this information. And for yourself, you have to have a way to measure your impact that isn't Mm -hmm. just downloads because that information is unreliable. Right, right. And so, yeah, that's the next step. It's like, if I had known coming into this that I was not going to know exactly how many people in what parts of the country were listening to me and then therefore using my podcast to go and buy a Madame de de Boudoir book, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm not sure that would have changed what I did. But at the same time, it's really good to know that. So you go, okay, maybe... I am looking at marketing wrong when I'm talking about this podcast. Maybe I need to re-examine to make sure that I, I'm doing this for the right reasons. Maybe when I need to be watching other metrics, so when advertisers come to call, I don't say, what? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Exactly. No. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you're just not going to get that information that you think, that everyone seems to think is important. You need yeah. to come up with the information that is important to you. Yes. Which I think actually brings us really well into the next thing. Number two, top reason or top secret that you wish someone had told you before you started podcasting um, was how many doors it was going to open. Yes. So like I said earlier, I didn't know when I started it that I that it would let me get a press pass to Comic-Con so I could interview the cast of the mermaid show on freeform which is called siren i didn't know that it, i would end up having coffee with a professional mermaid when she drove through town um so the i knew that i would be putting myself out there but i didn't think about how many connections that would make and how many doors that would open so um and i think that kind of relates also to the stats thing is part of your impact is that People, you will put an episode out and then months or years later, people will listen to it and they might message you. You know, I've had people say like, I always was into mermaids, but I was ashamed of it. And now I just listen to your podcast and I talk about it all the time and I don't feel embarrassed um, about this thing that I love, which to me is a a huge impact that goes beyond the ROI of like, are they going to buy a book or download a game or something else that I advertise to them? Mm-hmm. Um so, and I think it opens, so it opens doors to an audience and it opens doors to like just human connection. And then it opens doors, I think, professionally. Like I said, you prepare yourself for stardom. You are now like an expert and a thought leader. You might be giving um, panels or meeting with, you know, top uh, other experts in the field. Um, and so uh, that to me is, I think, one of the most valuable things about it is that um, by like investing some time into um, a passion um, for your own worldview opens more doors than, uh, I don't know, running a Facebook ad. So to me, it's very valuable marketing in that it, it, it accomplishes two things that I put myself out there. I get to talk about my books um, or my other projects. And then it connects me to other people who are also passionate in their field or a similar field. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, know how I would have responded if when I started this people would have said to me well now you're going to get contacted for speaking gigs now your post office box is going to be flooded with free books and um which is they're all awesome but that wasn't at all the intended purpose of this so um just know that doors open in like this magical way once you have you know, established yourself mm-hmm. and um, to be prepared for unexpected blessings. Yeah. Okay. Number, and that, I don't know. 
that doesn't really go into my number one, but my number one. <laughs> Keep going, girl. You're doing great. <laughs> my number one thing, and I was just, I don't know what made me think of this the other day, but I really wish someone had sat me down at the beginning of this journey and said, um, there are no rules to this podcasting world. There are no podcasting police that are coming and get you if you say something wrong, if you do something wrong, if you put yo-ho-ho at the beginning of your podcast. And there's no rule. I mean, it's just, it's a wild, wild west environment, which I really wish I had spent more time thinking about that because Mm. for me, I think that is super empowering. Yes. That is like, I, it is me and this mic and I can say whatever I want and no one's going to stop me. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And, um, and I don't, I think that would have maybe changed a few things. I think I thought that there were expectations. You had to sound like an NPR person. You had to, um, you had to be a man. You had to, mm-hmm. you know, do all these things that sounded like these other really famous people. And, um, that is just not the case at all. Well, totally. And I think, you know, like I said, I also was doing that comparison of like NPR or something. And I think a lot of the very established podcasts that, um, you know, do get a lot of the most attention and um, I guess space on like a chart because they do have more money and organization behind them. Those are things that are based also in radio, which has like a very different tradition um, than podcasting. So it's like, there's different things they do with the form of podcasting versus radio, but it's still very institutionalized. Like I said, there's teams, there's budgets, there's, um, you know, a certain, there's a certain way they have to go about it. And I think for podcasting, the exciting thing about it is that, um, it's kind of, it's a democracy, you know, like all you need is, um, really like a microphone, some software, access to recording, like, and things are getting easier and easier and easier. Um, so it, it does mean that like as long as you have a voice and a point of view and you know anything goes and which you know some people can use it as a force for bad but i think most the diversity of voices is a force for good um and so if you're thinking about a podcast you don't have to feel trapped in a certain way of doing things just because you know npr gimlet media or, or whatever does it their way um the it's an opportunity for a lot of different voices to be out there and to make connections with people. So, you know, if we wanted to, we could like throw our entire format out the window and do something totally different. You want to? Um, I don't know. I'm thinking about it, but I haven't, <laughs> I haven't committed because I still, still feel nervous. Uh, but you know, I was, it was like, if I wanted to have the xylophone show, I could like spend 10 minutes on my podcast playing a xylophone and be like, there's my work. <laughs> it's very tempting. It is yeah, totally. very tempting. Um, just the freedom of it and just yeah. saying like, hey, guys, you like me? You want to see what I'm going to do next? <laughs> right. right. <laughs> Look at this new um, thing. I mean, you know, there are some – I mean, every format has things that are that are best served by it. Like audio is great. It's it's intimate. It lends itself naturally to story, storytelling and oral history um, and, you know, different – I think different ways of connecting with people um, than when you read them or when you see them on video. Um, But that doesn't mean that there aren't a million different things that you can do with, with the format. Yeah. That's exciting. Mm -hmm. If you out there 
are interested in doing a podcast or you have been thinking about one or maybe you've never thought about one, but now, hey, why not? Why after not? that, yeah. why don't I just pick up my xylophone and a microphone and go for it? Go for it. <laughs> um, like I said, we have a beginner's guide to podcasting HBIC style that we will put in the show notes. Or if you're going to be at RWA Nationals this summer, and I do think you have to be a paid registrant to see us, yes, but if you, 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 you put up some bucks and you go do that, um, we will be presenting um, a more expanded version of this workshop with two very other uh, lovely professional podcasters who probably have awesome thoughts on this as well. Oh, definitely. I know they do. <laughs> Yeah. Not probably. <laughs> they really definitely do. I'm very excited. I'm not like, well, they might. Yeah, they definitely do. And it's going to be one of those um, panels that could be three hours long, but we have to, like, contain ourselves. Oh, I think minutes. it totally will be. Yeah. It'll be we're just going to kick other people out of the room and say, no, we're no. podcasters. <laughs> yes. We have microphones. Yes. <laughs> we're the, well, when you have a microphone, you are the authority, and um, HBICs <laughs> are very good at <laughs> taking authority. <laughs> Oh, I, I we should just bring our microphones into this thing. I'm gonna try to too. Be like, you can't, you can't take it from me. I brought my own mic. <laughs> and for more of those kinds of hijinks, uh, stay tuned. Um, hope, like I said, hopefully we're gonna be bringing you some more mini sods on mm-hmm. our other upcoming workshops this summer, and. Um, yeah, or drop into the HBIC Nation Facebook group yeah. if you have specific questions about anything HBIC Nation yeah. related. Yeah, we're there. We're, we're there. We're there all the time. Yeah. Anything right. else you got, Laura? Um, I think just um, your voice is beautiful, and the world needs to hear it. You're not just talking to me. I'm. I'm talking just specifically to you, Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> And the other people listening. The other people. I really do believe that with all of my heart is that there is room at this table for every single person who has something to say. Yes. All right. Okay. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. It's the Mermaid Podcast. We've got mermaids on the land and down below. Legs or fins, you will love our show. All the news that makes us glad.